greetings, salutations to all our podcast audience, watchers, listeners. Glad you guys are here. Welcome to episode 106. You used to say fine podcast listeners. Well, they are fine. Okay, I just wondered. They're still I, fine. Fine! Now, I can't get away with that. I just wondered why you dropped it. I, t- I didn't mean to. Right? <laughs> Thanks for pointing it out, Ed. My mistake. I thought, has some podcast listener offended I Jason? Just, I just say stuff. I told you. I'm not made for this meeting. You know what I said last week? I do think that's what you All said. All right. So if you're new here, um, let me introduce our, ourselves just real quickly. My name's Jason. This is Ed. This is Nathan. We are the teaching team here at Community Christian Church and uh, this, what, you want to say something? Nope. Go ahead. You want to say something, <laughs> don't you? Say something. You wanted to say something. Right. You wanted to criticize. No, I, I did, did not. Go ahead. I'm telling them the purpose for this podcast. I know. The you purpose, tell them. The purpose of this podcast is to have conversations, hopefully uninterrupted, <laughs> that help you think and respond to your world in a more Jesus-centered way. Correct. So. Every we like that part. We do like that part. Now say what you're going to say. No, I can't remember oh, now. You, you know, you, you know, forgot you know what you were going to say. I, I, I'm not. Did I say it wrong? No, you said fine. Oh. You didn't say anything wrong. He I didn't know what it's supposed to say. <laughs> I have no clue. You would not be able to change what it was supposed to say. I put it on this paper. If you so write I know it down, I guarantee you know more about that than I do. I did write it down. So, all right. So, uh, last week, we I told you we had a list of questions that we're going to get to over the next few weeks. This is uh, the next one in that list, and it is a quite a long question, but it gets at an issue that I hear a lot of people talking about these days, especially uh, among Christian circles of, you know, lots of conflict going on about lots of different issues in the world. Well, ain't that the truth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you haven't noticed. And not just Christians. People, no. people are fired up. Yeah. About everything. About, about everything. everything. You can't have an opinion anymore without being mm-hmm. fired up about Apparently it. Apparently so not. That's where this question comes from, and, and I feel for this person because I'm right there in the middle with you. I think we all are. So let's have a conversation about this. Here's a question. It says, I'm not really sure how to ask this, but I have people... <laughs> without very, offending you. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and I get it because they're, they're trying to be delicate. I have some people who are very close to me They have very different views of life and people than I have. They say they follow Jesus, but their views of people and the way they talk about freedom, politics, our responsibilities make it very hard for me to see that as being true. I've heard Ed talk about Jesus praying for followers of Jesus to be united. And then after he said that, I read John 17 and I see what he's talking about. But I don't know how to have any kind of unity with these people who see life so differently than I do. We can't talk about almost anything without there being an argument. The question is, what should I do? <laughs> that's a great pointed question, and I, that's a, we'll, we'll see if we can figure this out. What do you do? Because it's, 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 it's delicate, well, that, right? Well, that right there... Yes, it's delicate, but that right there is the question. Mm. Like it is, it is the question behind what Christianity is. Yeah. Um, is the if you look at all of the writings of the New Testament, what they make clear is the evidence that that Jesus died and rose from the dead. Obviously, the resurrection is key, but they say the evidence that people were seeing it in the world was the fact that these people were united, although they had no reason and they had every reason not to. In fact, this morning on my prayer time, which would not be this morning when you did this if, if you're watching this, but the morning that we're recording this, there's this quote that we always end up reading a quote, and one of the quotes was from a 20th century Russian named, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. I tried this morning and it was not great. Vladimir something. No, Georges, 
Georges? Georges Florovsky. Is that how you think you say that? I would have said Florovsky. Okay, so this is what he wrote, and I think this is huge. Christianity entered history as a new social order, or rather a new social dimension. From the very beginning, Christianity was not primarily a doctrine, but exactly it was a community. There was not only a message to be proclaimed and delivered and good news to be declared, there was precisely a new community, distinct and peculiar in the process of growth and formation to which members were called and recruited. And then he says, indeed, fellowship was the basic category of Christian existence. Mm-hmm. And what I thought is, and you see that all over the New Testament, is that Paul and the, the apostles are writing out, because Jesus has reconciled everything, us to God, us to one another, the direct implication of that is that Christians are now going to have to live together, and it's bringing together people who are racially, socially, gender, class slaves and masters and all different kinds of people who are having to learn how to share with one another, how to care for one another, how to die together because they're being persecuted. And so so all I'm all I was bringing up at the beginning of this is this is not a side issue. This is the issue. Is the issue. If I'm going to follow Jesus, how do I do that in the context of a community with people that I may despise? Mm. That I may that I may look at their opinions and say that's despicable because you didn't say this, so I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. But those of us, especially like you said about the way opinions and politics have gotten, often people's opinions become despicable to me because I go, how could a person love people and think that way? Mm. Yeah. And really, on either side of both issues, yeah, I've oh, known yeah, people right. that really do claim their view as the loving way mm-hmm. and people on the other side who claim their way as the loving way. So it really, you do have to figure this out. Most people, well not, I don't know about most, the people I interact with most often, I think they are trying to do what they think is best. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, the, they they may have been culturized in it from what and probably have been we all have been and and haven't questioned it a lot whether it's right or wrong but they're not doing it to do actively do harm to people Mm -hmm. or yeah and they believe that what they're doing is the most people think that's the opposite that's right helping that if everyone would do what i'm doing Mm -hmm. this would make things better if the world lined up in the way that i envisioned that it ought to line up then that would be good for everybody and i think we have this idea because this question you know goes at the idea of if we both are christian then we ought to have all of our beliefs in alignment Mm -hmm. but that's probably not true because at the Maybe eventually down the road as we each disciple, get discipled along the way and we grow, but I'm going to meet people all along the way that are Christian that are further ahead of me and behind me somewhere. And a, as a part of that, there's things that I've had discipled out of me that they haven't yet worked on with the Spirit yet. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. And vice versa. It, so, made, yeah. it made me think, well, an example of this um, is when Jesus goes and chooses his disciples, and a lot of people don't realize this, he went out and he chose a guy named Simon who was what they called a zealot. And a zealot was somebody who felt like, I should fight to overthrow the government. We Mm -hmm. should basically take over and take it by force. That's right. Then he goes out and finds a guy named Matthew. And Matthew's way of dealing with his predicament was, 
I'm going to cooperate with them, right? And I'm going to be a part of them. That's right. And so you take those; those can't be two more polar opposite views of the same issue. That's right. And they come and they follow, begin to follow Jesus. And what happens over time? We don't get a lot of details about this, but we know it from context. What happens over time is they get so focused on the Jesus way of life that those two polar opposite opinions about how to handle life in in their world become so unimportant right that they unite around Jesus that's right mm-hmm. and and I think that's a picture for what hopefully will eventually happen and there were things in Simon's way of doing life that had to be discipled out of him mm-hmm. but there was ways that because Jesus was not about cooperating with the government mm-hmm. he was rebelling mm-hmm. in a completely different way mm-hmm. than Simon thought you should rebel so they they took their definitions and they they found their they found their place eventually in Jesus in his way right and and that's what i think well, eventually ought to happen to all of us well and i think what you're describing here that honestly is probably foreign to many of us um, who call ourselves Christians is the reason those other things become less important is because we're all working towards a similar goal that is more important, which is living life in, in the new creation, in the new kingdom that Jesus has established, which the community of God was central to that, that Jesus dies and he says, now you guys go work this thing out. Right? You go work out what this means together and that what they understood was it isn't that the issues we disagree on don't matter, but what, but what clearly matters in the kingdom of God is us being united. So if I got to figure something out first, I got to figure this out first and these issues will have to deal with them. But what has really happened in our world, once again, I'm not saying because this isn't the point of this, that the issues in politics don't matter yeah. or that they don't affect people, but what we know is the most important change, the most important thing God is at work at is bringing his kingdom and his chief agent to do that is the community of God, is the church. And if we cannot figure out how to live in unity and community with one another, these other issues won't matter. Yeah, because Jesus makes really clear the way the world will know that you're my disciples is our love for each other. And he says in John 17, They'll know that I'm the Son of God yes. if you, if my, if you're all are united. And so what we have done is tried to. So I just take American politics, and you know, for most of my time as a Christian, the American political issue that has gotten mixed with Christianity, and this is not to say right or wrong on this, has been abortion. Right. So abortion has been front and center, church, Christianity, that's there. But that wasn't always true. No, it wasn't. You can it, 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 during my lifetime it hasn't been true. That's I didn't right. know that until somebody taught me that. But that that wasn't true when I was a, a young boy. Right. It became true by the time I was an adult. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so this has been the issue that we have said, let's all unite around the right to life. But that's not what Jesus told us to unite around. Right. And so we said, we're going to all unite around the right to life, and that'll somehow bring us together, and the world will be saved, and life will be saved, and all of that. Whereas what Jesus would have said is, everybody unite behind me, and you all figure out how to love each other because of me and my Father and the Spirit. And these other issues, 
they aren't prime. Mm -hmm. This is prime. This is the first order thing. Mm -hmm. These things fall in the background. Mm -hmm. Because it's going to be really interesting. I, I can see a pathway now where maybe Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's going to go. And so everything we've been fighting for that united us as Christians, okay. There it is. <sighs> now what? So now we're going to take another political issue and we're going to make another American political issue as our thing instead of when are we going to make what Jesus said ought to be the first order? Mm -hmm. The first order. Yes. Mm -hmm. So let's let's turn a corner because I think all that is foundational to the question and okay. what they asked because that is the environment. That's the water we're swimming in. It is. And that really is how we should view the water we're swimming in right now. Um, but let's get practical because I think really what, what they're asking is when I encounter people with whom I disagree and they're... Christians, and we all say we're, we're on the same side, but apparently we're not on certain things. How do, and I think what you really want to know is, how do I love and cooperate or, you know, have unity with those people? Well, again, I, 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 if it, if it, well, it is me. <laughs> so it is me in certain situations. I am learning these days to go the things I disagree with them on are not first order things. Mm -hmm. So I just don't discuss those. Hmm. So if they go, man, you're just wrong on that, I go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they want if they want to keep on about it, I go, hey man, you may be right. Hey, let's talk about Jesus. How's your prayer life these days? How hmm. how's how's things going with you in, at, at church, where you go to church and How's all, I try to draw back to, you know, what's with your family? Can we get to something where we as brothers or sisters in Christ uh, can get to what's a first order thing? So if you're my enemy, I'm trying to bless you. I'm praying for you. I'm hoping, you know, that's my first order. My first order is to love you. And I can either do it as, you know, we're friends. So I can love you in a friendly way. Uh, loving family kind of way. But if we got divided on that, well, then we're neighbors. We work near each other. Yeah. <laughs> so then we're going to have to love each other that way. Well, then if we get further back and we can't even get along like that, I have to love you as an enemy. Yeah. I don't get out of the first order. I, the I first think, order yeah. is the deal. It makes me think about, and I, there are situations right now in my, my life, I have family members, not immediate family members, but I have some extended family members where if I go on their Facebook page, you know, or whatever they're online with, and, and I sort of look at what their opinions are about things, we don't line up. No, that's uh, right. But we're in the same family. That's you know, right. we, we still are related. But then there are those times when we actually are in the same room together. <laughs> and I, I honestly can't tell you a time when we were disagreeable with one another in the same room. Although I know fully that they probably wouldn't disagree with some of the things that I would hold as far as my opinions about politics or, you know, you know certain things in this world. Um, and it's because we don't, we don't dwell on those things. Right. I don't even bring it up because I know better. Right. And, and that's not what we're there for anyway. We're there to connect with one another. We're there to love each other. And that's what we do. Yep. Um, I see the same thing happening 
with the people because I, I bet what you're asking because you know this is the way it happens in most situations these days is you're you're seeing these arguments disagreements happen mainly online I would bet yeah maybe maybe not I know there are sometimes when you get into it person to person but I think that's lesser because what I find is people don't argue nearly as vehemently for their side when I'm face-to-face with them. Well, I'll give this. You know, I have some people my age who have kids now who are my kids' age. So now everybody's an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids, not not me and my kids, but these friends of mine, they now, their kids control their grandkids. Yep. And they disagree politically on things. Okay. And it does become act. I mean, we can't even be around each other because these issues are a big deal. And the ones that I have known in the last two years that have handled it well have decided to do what I just demonstrated a minute ago of that I have to do with some people in my life of go when they say, you know, how could you go, okay, you may be right. That's right. This, along the lines of you and I getting wrong, I'll think about that. I'm, I, they stop trying to convince the other person mm-hmm. because if love is my first order, you know, the only way I can influence you is to have a relationship. Right. And if I try to argue to the point that I end the relationship and I really do want to influence you, I have no chance of influencing you mm-hmm. at all That's right. if I don't have a relationship. Yep. So often I just have to say, okay, all right, yeah. all right. You know, if all the information's coming this way and the moment I try to give any information, you shut it down, I just go, okay, yeah. that that doorway is not open. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to let that be that way yeah. for the sake of relationship and eventual love and influence. This isn't what our relationship's going to be about. And what I will learn, I have learned in these relationships for me is those things I thought I needed to really push on them. They really aren't the main thing. They yeah. aren't. Yeah. Although I, it feels like it. It sometimes. feels like if you don't agree yeah. with me on this. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, if the question is unity with, with Christians, um, everything, love has to have an object. And what, I, what I've noticed is a lot of the conversations I end up having with people around love are so fuzzy because they don't give it an object. Love becomes mm-hmm. this kind of ethereal thing that I'm supposed to feel something or... Or I just really agree to. Well, that's what most people say. I don't. I I love everybody. I don't like everybody. But you can't tell me what the difference is between liking someone and loving them mm-hmm. because you don't. So maybe you don't. I can tell you what the difference is for people that have told me that in my life is I don't hang out with anybody I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hang out with people I love, and those people I don't like yeah. everybody. Well, I just don't ever have anything to do with them. And so I think with a lot of these conversations about Christians, is are you talking about? I'm just. I don't know. If you sent this to us, you may not go to our church. But if you go to our church, are you talking about Christians in your small group? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Christians on your serving team? Are you talking about this? Or are you talking about someone that you know on Facebook who calls themselves? And they, I'm not saying that they're not a Christian. What I'm saying is, is you know they're a Christian and they say these things and you feel like you're supposed to be united with them. Yes, you're supposed to be united with them, but that unity looks different. You're not going to work this out in that way. Because there are Christians all over that I believe we're united in the Holy Spirit but we definitely don't agree politically, nor do I do I wrestle with this on a daily basis. I have no chance to talk to Joel Osteen. 
Right. And yes. He, like, he and I are not probably going to come to the same opinions on things. Because well, I would even say I'm not even trying to influence him. I would even say in Coweta County, there's 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 hundreds of churches. I don't know every Christian at every no, that's church. Right. Nor and I'm not obviously we have to work together. We do that. But what I'm talking about is when you're saying, "Do I need to have unity with these with these Christians?" I would I would get just very practical about it. Are these people? that are in your small group or in your discipleship. Well, they do say in the question, these are people that are close to me. Well, but see, here's what I also, and this is what I was trying to get to, is the allegiance part is what matters most. And what I mean is, because this is where we get to, this may be a the issue that we're talking about when we say first order, second order things. Things get messy when you go, my mother is a Christian, but we don't go to church together. We don't do anything. They're a Christian. And... Your primary, uh, currently your allegiance is not you both are brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a different thing. It's a, it's a different situation at this point. I, and so I, that's a different way of how do I love my enemies. Because I do think within the church, the number one thing is I have to say, unity in the church matters more than anything else. Oh, yeah. Now, I get when it's your coworker and they're a Christian and they go to another church, you go, how, how, that's where I mean by it doesn't have an object at that point. There is no actual practical. Yes, you need to love your enemies at that point, or you need to love them as a brother or sister. But when, when we're talking about being united, we're talking about an actual thing that has to be worked mm-hmm. out. So if this is someone in your small group, you at some point got to say, if this is causing divisiveness in our small, and our small group's getting off track because every week we have to talk about this, you, that, you're being a problem. And you are being divisive over something that is not a central issue. Or if this is a problem where you've dropped out of a, a discipleship group or a small group because you disagree politically, that's a problem. And I think when we get to those things, now you actually have an object. You have a person that you have been called because you say, if you're here, community Christians, my, my local church body, because we can get in other issues of whether there should be denominations or any of that stuff, but this is the world we live in right now. This is your local body. Unity has to start first with the Christians that you've said, I'm committed to doing the mission of God with. And that's really, so if you ask me, how do I start? The first thing is, and I used to do this when we would do uh, student ministry, we would have groups, I would just, and I now I would lead them and they were teenagers easier. I'd just call them out when I would see them being divisive with each other and just saying, we can't do this if this is what you two are going to do. Because that's not what we're here for. We're not here for y'all to figure out every thought and issue you have. We're here to worship Jesus and to help other people worship Jesus. And you know what I'm saying? And I think that makes it practical. I think that's important. And I think, obviously, if it's your mother or your mother-in-law or if it's your coworker or this, and if they're believers, all of those things have to get worked out too. But those are all different contexts and different scenarios. Well, and they do. You know, if I'm in a co-working situation and everybody knows we're the two Christians and they know we don't like each other over... He voted for Biden and I voted yes. for Trump. Uh, that's a problem. I have now put the American political system ahead of the unity of Jesus. Yes. And we need to decide. We, The two of us need to get along and say, hey, is Trump or Biden more important than you than Jesus? Mm-hmm. Well, and if they are, then I know, okay, well, I have a way to pray for you now. Well, <laughs> I do have a way to That conversation looks different <laughs> at that point because what you may have to say is, because this matters, can we stop talking about this? Can we just stop? Because yeah. that's a different conversation than if they're in my small group. That's or right. if it's my mother, and like you were talking about, 
kids and grandkids, because you may also, maybe your mother's not a believer. Right. And now you're in this, and now you're trying to hold un, unity in the sense that what the writers of the New Testament mean, unity within the Bible. Oh, totally, That's not the same thing. Totally different. At that point, it is loving my enemies or honoring my father and mother. There are commands about that. They're different commands, which all come back to love. I'm not saying that they're, they don't have to do with love, but the context matters like you said, because especially if I'm if, if if I am being a bad, poor witness for the kingdom of God by arguing over this stuff on Facebook with other brothers and sisters, or in in this, because I would just say this, and this has just been my thing. I, I don't see a lot of use in in Christian brothers and sisters going at each other mm-hmm. on Facebook no. over these kind of things. I'm not saying that you can't have conversations, but the moment it becomes clear, this is now um, this is now becoming even. We should have such a a was it low tolerance low tolerance level zero tolerance policy that I'm immediately sensitive to. Ooh, this might be getting too divisive. Mm-hmm. I don't want other people looking in on this and going, "Don't they go to church together?" Mm-hmm. Or, because I certainly do know lots of non-believers who that is a thing. Is yeah. even you Christians are all fighting with each other right. all the time. Yeah, and it's a, like you said, it's a second order thing. So yes, there's a place for conversation, but I think we should be very sensitive to. Well, and going back to the whole thing of where do I find unity with Christians that disagree with me, because we could go beyond our political stuff, which we've wound up talking around mm-hmm. a lot, because it's our or mass stuff, which feels like political, I don't sure. know whether it is or not. You could go back to how do I have unity with the person down the road who doesn't think baptism matters, and sure. they're a Christian. <laughs> Can I be united with that person? Can I yeah. still serve the kingdom of God? Can we in this community advance Jesus together even though there are parts of doctrine we don't agree on? And I think the even bigger question is should we? Should I feel an obligation that when I know my neighbor or my coworker or there's someone we don't go to church together, shouldn't we be having a conversation to figure out hey, is Jesus both of our top allegiance? Because what you may find out is and I'm not saying this, you may find out you, but you may find out they, Christian is not their top allegiance. No, that's yeah. right. And then at that point, you well, may... I was about to make a joke, which is unfortunately not a joke. I think for most people these days, if I said you've got to figure out whether you care about baptism or what they think about the Bible or what they think about Jesus, most people go, I don't care about that. What I care about is what we're going to do about the economy. Right. <laughs> right. I don't care about any of that. But I will argue with you over that and taxes and... You know, yes. back to the illustration you use of people fighting on Facebook. I, I, it's clear that every time we Christians, um, every time we Christians divide over something that is underneath Jesus, we are saying to the world that He doesn't matter. He's not the first order. He's not what really. Just matters. say that again for the people in the back. That's huge. I mean, that's huge right there. <laughs> that's huge. Every time we div- or argue over something or divide over something that is underneath Jesus, we say to the watching world that, that he is not what matters. Yep, that's right. And so then I think based on that, I do have uh, an obligation to try and figure out, with the even with the believers in my life who are not the same as, hey, what does it look like for us to be united? And what it may simply be is what you said of, um, you know, I work with somebody. It doesn't mean now we all suddenly have to start going to the same local church body, but I may go, hey, since we both really care about this, how about you and I start praying for our coworkers every day? And let's be united on that, especially if we argue every day 
on on these things? What if we we took the time we normally get heated and argue? What if you and I go in the break room and we start praying for the kingdom of God to come here because we both agree with that? That's what you want. We both love this, and you may find you stop arguing about the other nonsense. And it doesn't mean you ever have to vote the same way. No, no. it doesn't mean you can always disagree about the you, how, but yeah. never about the what. That's right. And eventually, you may indeed find out. Those were not even second order things. Yes. They weren't third or fourth order things. Yes. Yeah. And so I I think that's I think that's a good conversation too. It depends on what context and who the person you're talking about is because love when Jesus calls to love just as he loved us, Jesus took skin on Got in a specific context in a specific body and loves. Obviously, he loves everybody, but he showed his love to these guys, mm-hmm. and he said, "You guys should love everyone around you the way I loved you." And then they will do the same thing. It is really important we get clear on unity and love. It applies in specific, and it looks different in specific contexts, but it does not change our obligation to be united with believers. And to figure out how to do it. And at every time, that ought to be my question. I am in a place where I can tell there's distance between me and this other person who they they say they're a follower of Jesus too. Mm-hmm. Even if they aren't thinking that, I should be thinking, where what is off here? How can I bridge this gap? How can I make this right? What do I have to say or not say? What do I have to pray? Where, how, what... What do I have to apologize for? Where do I have to go to mend this rift? Because here's what I know for sure. Jesus said, this is the way the world would know. And what I know is, if that's what Jesus said would make the world know, the devil does not want that to happen. Mm -hmm. And he will inflame your mind and your emotions and your heart about things that he will say to you, this really matters. And it may be something like, they don't believe every word of the Bible is literal. And you'll be like, but that really matters. Yeah. And you'll get on that and he goes, okay, good. Look, we got them divided. Yes. yes. Well, if it is the thing, wrapping this up, if it is the one final thing Jesus prayed for would happen in our world, I, I think it makes sense that that's the thing the enemy would go after. Mm-hmm. That's the thing he's attacking because he, he knows if Jesus wants that to happen more than anything, I'm gonna stop it. That's the one thing I don't want to happen because He knows better, and because even the devil knows that Jesus is right about everything. That's exactly. Jesus <laughs> is right about everything. I like it. All right, that's good. Well, uh, man, I would love to hear more from uh, whoever uh, sent in this question. Uh, if you go out and give this a shot and try to uh, love your enemy and and try to uh, not argue and and bring some kind of unity between you and these people or this person, I would love to hear how that goes. Absolutely. And if we can support you in doing that in practical ways, man, reach out to us, uh, whoever you are, and uh, we would love to help on that because this really does matter. Your question was a great question that we all need to be thinking about, and I commend you just for thinking about it. Yes. Thank you for at least caring and trying. So hang in there. It's a good fight you're fighting, but don't fight. (laughs) All right. We will see you next week. Y'all have a great one. Bye.